Welcome to Friars on the Farm Podcast. I am grateful to be joined with MLB Pipeline's William Bohr. William, take number two. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you guys, before I just we just spent ten minutes chatting about halfway through this interview, and, and I realized that my microphone wasn't turned on, so uh, you can hear me clear and loud, loud and clear now. Um, let's go back to where you grew up in San Francisco. You grew up an A's fan. Um, Thank God, because if you said Giants, I was pretty much going to, well, I'd do the interview, but no one would probably listen to you. Uh, <laughs> so talk about uh, going to college and becoming a journalist and how that all started. Yeah, so basically I knew my whole life that I wanted to be involved in sports. I liked sports. I wanted to have them be as part of my life. Probably my freshman and sophomore year in high school, I realized that the professional athlete thing wasn't happening. I was like at the time, probably like five, six, 110 pounds with, you know, <laughs> uh, no power, no nothing. I'm like, okay, so this is not working. So how do I make sports part of my life? Um, I was good at English class, like, you know, essays, stuff like that. I'm like, okay. I like writing. Um, used to read the sports page in the newspaper a lot as a kid. So I was like, okay, this seems like a natural it, let's do that. So then I went to Arizona State, uh, majored in journalism, wrote for a couple websites out there, wrote for the school paper, uh, really developed myself that way. And then my junior year in college, I got an internship with MLB.com. So how did you score and that? And then stayed with them. Uh, ASU has a internship program that they basically send out a email with a bunch of available internships on it varying from you know sports news tv writing whatever uh you wow. scroll through it you apply to what interests you and then uh then mlb interviews you you have a writing test and then they call you and they assign you a team i actually i applied for it twice i applied for it my sophomore year didn't get it okay. then applied for it again my junior year and got it that's cool. And so, where they assign? Did they assign you automatically into Phoenix? Are the no, I, no, I went to uh, Anaheim and I actually covered the Angels for a year. Dude, that's sick. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so I did the 2013 season with the Angels. Okay, and then the uh, then the position with MLB Pipeline came up, or how did they? Yeah, yeah, because then then my internship ended. Um, MLB said we'll keep you on, kind of doing everything kind of jack of all trades so i was just writing like whenever they needed someone right you know cover spring training games bouncing around and then eventually they're like hey we need some help on pipeline are you interested in prospects and at the time honestly i sort of was not really didn't follow prospects that much but as someone who was doing a story on this a story on that i just i kind of wanted to find a home so i was right, like okay right if you give me one thing to focus on, I will learn about prospects and figure it out. And then there we go. Dude, that's sick. So doing it in, in Phoenix, will you, could you like move up into an, to not an affiliate, to an affiliate, but could you move up to a team or how does that work? Yeah, I could uh, possibly, or I could just keep doing prospects. Just sort of depends on what they wanted, what they want from me, what I want. But yeah, I mean, Right now, it's good, and I guess we'll we'll see where it goes. Right. Um, okay. So let's start with let's start with the AZL League. 
So how is it run? Do they like have in, you know like practice in the morning and games in the afternoon, early evening? Yeah, um, obviously, obviously it varies by organization. Um, each organization does everything a little bit different. All the spring training teams that are based in Arizona have an AZL team, right. with the exception of the Padres, or sorry, with the exception of the Rockies. Um, some teams have two. Uh, but every team except the Rockies at least has one. And yeah, it's usually workouts, meetings, kind of depends on the day. They do something in the morning, afternoon, okay. and then 95% of the games are at 6 p.m. Yeah, they try to stay out of the middle of the day there where it's just baking hot, yeah? Yeah, I mean, yesterday yesterday was actually the hottest day of the year so far, and I think it was like one fifteen. Oh, God. Even at... Even at game time, so at six o'clock, it had cooled down to like one nine. Jesus, you know, I had a I had a buddy. Uh, actually, had him on the podcast uh, several episodes ago, uh, who uh, is, a, is an umpire now up in the Midwest League. But they those guys start in the rookie league, and this was back in two thousand seventeen, and it was like the hottest, like hottest summer in Arizona in decades. And he's like, dude, it was just it was it was almost unbearable, like you just couldn't stay hydrated enough. Um, so, so is the scoring there? So when, like, you know, we're gonna get into prospects here in a minute, but is the scoring there honest, or there's like, you know, how does that work with with hits? Is there a score there, or is it kind of like the team going, all right, that was a hit, or how does that work? Yeah, there's a there's a score, so it's not it's not guys, you know, pumping up their own teammates or their own team. Like, it's not it's not just like a Padres official just logging stuff down, but you know, they're not they're not major league scorers, they're rookie league scorers. Right. So it's, you know, same with the umpires. So it's, it's honest and that it's a neutral bystander and they're trying their best. Right. So they it, also don't know, you know, they haven't seen as much baseball as a major league scorer, et cetera. Right. And, and you're not going to say like in a major leagues, like he should have got to that in the rookie leagues. Eh, he probably, probably shouldn't, he probably didn't get to that because of the, he's a rookie. So it's because he's not capable yet. Probably. Like he doesn't, <laughs> He doesn't see the ball as well off the bat kind of thing. Like, yeah, the reaction times are slower, so he shouldn't have got to that. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. C.J. Abrams, uh, dude, he's just, he like two days ago, finally went over. Uh, 19-game hitting streak. Um, God, he's a stud, yeah? Simply put, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I talked, I mean, I was talking to a Padres a Padres person like two days ago. And it's just like, so what do you think about Abrams? And the response was very simply, he's a star. Um, There's a reason. There's a reason they took him so high in the draft. There's a reason he was talked about, you know, by pretty much every team leading up to the draft. Uh, And you're seeing it 19 game hitting streak. He's not striking out a lot. He's making a lot of contact. Uh, He's got 11 steals through whatever it is, 20 games. Like yeah. he's, he's, he's doing everything. So, I mean, it's what you, obviously it's a small sample size. It is only 20 games, right. but it's the sample size you want to see. It would be an issue if, you know, he was hitting 100 over 20 games. The yeah. fact that he's hitting 600 or whatever stupid number it is, is obviously really good. Yeah. It, it's, it's nice to see. And uh, it, it's been, been fun to following, and it kind of begs the question of why he hasn't made it to affiliate. Is there a reason why those guys? I mean, someone who's just he's he's out leagued right now. He's just 
he's he should be in an affiliate. Is there a reason why uh, that he's not up to an affiliate, or they just really want to control for him that first uh, first year? I didn't ask about Abrams specifically, but usually with the high school guys, it's the fact that they're still the the talent's fine, but they're eighteen, nineteen. Um, they haven't lived away from home before. Um, you've got to make sure that they're, you know, not popping in frozen pizzas every night and like, you know, making all the mistakes that I made my first semester of college. Like, <laughs> so a lot of it is sometimes, you know, just keeping an eye on them, right. developing some habits, right. introducing them to routine of pro ball, right? Um, not only playing, but, you know, film, when to get in BP how to lift, uh, depending on the high school and which, which, you know, programs they've been through. I mean, Abrams with those USA baseball. So he's probably got a pretty good hand on it, but just you, all the extra stuff right, that right. comes you, with everything. Yeah. And there's a, it's a great foundation to put him in there and have him stay there even so long. Maybe they'll give him a couple of weeks, maybe the last month of the season in an affiliate, but it's true. It's like these kids are 18 on the field. You're like, Oh my God, that, He's so advanced, but you're still dealing with an 18-year-old kid who, you know, for me, I work for a college university, and most of the time, the students that I hire, it's their first job. It's their first time away from home, and they've got to learn all those habits of showing up on time, uh, you know, working, um, you know, and then to balance that with schoolwork. It's the same thing where they, they just need to get their feet underneath them. Um, I just see the numbers, and I think a lot of Padre fans are just excited to see uh, what he can do if he was out in, you know, an affiliate. Yeah, exactly. And he probably, baseball-wise, he would probably be fine. But yeah. like you said, you've got to think about the age. You've got to think about when you, everyone listening to this, when you moved away from home the first time, what those what that first month was like. Like, yeah. there was a lot going on. Like, well, I, was, I don't know. Yeah, dude, I was couch surfing. It wasn't good. I I, I can't even, I'm not even there. <laughs> yeah. When I was doing at 18, out, was not you know, anywhere near what he was doing at 18. But, he's got to get into some sort of routine, laundry, his own food, just all that stuff. Right. <laughs> not popping in frozen pizzas or Hot Pocket. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's interesting. So he's got six errors in 16 games. There's been a lot, obviously a shortstop, you know, we've got, Gabriel Arias, you know, we've got you know, Owen Miller, for lack of a better, uh, another prospect. You know, we got Fernando Tatis there. How long do you think they're going to keep him at short before they really want to see him maybe go into the outfield or even first base? Not when I say in first base, but in the outfield. I, I, I think as part of the adjustment, too, he'll probably play short the rest of this year um, because since you've got a 18-year-old don't put too much on his plate kind of thing. Like we were just talking about he's learning, you know, life, whatever, let him play the position that he knows how to play. Let's teach him about the Padre way, so to speak, and right. do all that. Um, otherwise, I'm not sure. I, I was told not to worry about the errors, but someone I spoke to the other day, they just said like he, the footwork looks good. He's athletic. He could pick stuff up. Um, but, Obviously, Tatis is young, so that's a thing too. But that might not be something you worry about right, right away, away right. until like twenty twenty two or something. Like, yes, Tatis and Uri- and Urias are probably the middle infield of the future, but he, uh, Abrams is in the AZL. Um, if he were in, if he were in Double A or something, then we start maybe worrying about how it fits. But you know, injuries, trades, 
all sorts of stuff can shake up a roster. So yeah, right now it's kind of let Abrams develop, see where he's best at, yeah. and then worry about the major league roster stuff in 2021, 2022. Nice. So let's move on to Hudson Head. He's, he's, he's been doing pretty well this year, huh? Yeah. Uh, good speed for the game. I've seen him a couple times. Um, he actually stood out to me because the first Padres AZL game I went to, was actually the first game that Abrams set, sat out. So okay. I was like, oh, well, okay, who else do I have to watch? Because um, that obviously shook up my whole plan. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, Hudson Head jumped out. Um, good feel for the game. Solid bat speed. He's he's fast. Uh, I saw him triple. Uh, scouts, have, scouts have been impressed with him so far. So a lot of those, you know, a lot of these games are played in empty ballpark with a couple of like you guys and then some evaluators and scouts. That must be tough to just play in an empty ballpark. But uh, who else? What about Josh Mears? I think Josh Mears is Josh Mears that we the big outfielder from Washington. I think. Um, have you seen him? Yeah. Well, the empty ballpark thing. It depends on where they're coming from. It's probably tough for the college guys. If people were playing in high school, it's probably roughly the same. Um, <laughs> right. Because it's not like they were, it's not like they're playing in front of big crowds and high school. Right. But uh, yeah, Josh Josh Mears, so the second round pick, uh, listed at 6'3", 205. So you just see that frame and it's a ton of potential. That's obviously very exciting. When I was there, when I saw him, he hit the ball hard every at bat. Um, the thing I didn't like, but don't really mind it his age or whatever is he swung at almost everything. Uh, he was just okay. super, super regressive, but that's, that's easy to, that's relatively easy to fix. Right. Um, obviously the body's exciting. The tool's exciting. The fact that when he hit the ball, he hit it hard is really good. Okay. Um, there was just a lot of swing and miss, but at least when he made contact, it was good, loud contact. So in my opinion, you know, you take out some of those swing and misses and it's like, you know, dude, don't swing at everything. Just choose your one or two pitches in a bat and then hit it hard and then we'd be good to go. Dude, and he was playing outfield? Did you see him in the field? Yeah. He, uh, yes, I saw him in the outfield, but I didn't see anything hit him. Good. Because my next question was, do you probably, he's probably going to move to first base. Yeah. Eventually. That's what, especially with that frame, um, it looks like he might grow into, grow into being a first baseman just cause, <laughs> just cause right now he's really big. Yeah. He's a big boy. You know, and we can be a big old donkey guy, you know, Eric, uh, like Sean Casey or, uh, who else kind of, who else in the 2019 draft are, uh, has kind of impressed you this year, this season that I'm sorry. Draft or uh, did you want to talk international? We'll, we'll, we'll go in, this, in the draft and we'll go into international signings in the next. I'm trying to think about who else I saw in the draft class because I've been so uh, uh, Abrams focused. <laughs> and that's another good question. So, so when you go to a game, they're like, okay, I need to keep an eye on these three or four guys or these two guys and really kind of keep an eye on. Are you looking at both teams or just like specifically there for a couple players? Both both teams, but a couple players both ways. Um, I'll usually go. Yeah, I'll usually go with you know four or five guys on each team. 
Okay. And then kind of target when their bat comes up or when they're pitching or anything like that. Um, but it really depends on the team. Uh, like the AZL Indians, I think have, they went high school heavy in the draft. So I think they have like seven of the first like 10 picks or something in the okay. AZL. Okay. So, well, they have two AZL teams, but still they're all in Arizona. Um, so when you see all those people, so when I go to Indians games, you see a lot more. Um, plus I think I'm looking at the Padres draft and they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pitchers in the first 11 rounds. A lot of the Obvi- college. Obviously. Yeah. But as I say, obviously not all eight of them are going to pitch. So right. if I go to a game, you may only see like a- Abrams, Mears and head are all on the same team. Um, so that's easy to see, but then, you know, one or two of the pitchers, maybe, maybe not. So it just, it, t- it really depends on how a team drafted and how a team set up their AZL roster. Right on. Let's move on to the international guys. Uh, this is when I said out this just today, cause I read about him. Uh, Edgar Martinez, two words. He got 24 strikeouts in 19 and a third innings. Young kid out of Cuba. You have anything on him? Yeah. He- 18-year-old, don't know a ton about him, signed last year. Um, like you mentioned, the 24 strikeouts through 19 to third is obviously really encouraging. The number that jumped out to me in those 19 to third innings is two walks. Because um, nice. strikeouts, obviously good. They're an indication of good stuff. Uh, sometimes you don't know about the hitters or whatever. Right. The, the two walks is really encouraging because that means – He's around the zone. He's throwing strikes, and all those strikeouts mean he's you know he's pounding the zone and getting people to swing and miss. Uh, through five innings of one run ball last night, and just to go on that command again last night through thirty four pitches, twenty nine strikes, which is oh hell yeah, ri- ridiculously efficient. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, kid I caught in spring training, and I was impressed with Angel Solarte. Spent a little bit of time, I think, in Tri Cities last year. Have you seen him this year? Solarte, yeah, you mentioned uh, five games with Tri City last year. He's hitting well in the AZL. Still, still just eighteen years old. Um, he's actually kind of surprising because he that he has the pop that he does. He's not. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to go out and hit forty homers or something, right, right. but he's he's five eleven, one fifty five, which wouldn't which wouldn't suggest a lot of homers. So the fact that, you know, I forget how many he has this year, but someone at that frame, if they can hit seven to 10 homers is, you know, a pretty good deal. Um, He's got really good tools. He struggles with consistency, but he's 18. So pretty much everyone struggles with consistency at that age. Yeah, absolutely. Michael, um, Michael Miliano, he's been in the system since 2017. He's still 19. Finally healthy. Uh, have you seen anything on him? Yeah, he's healthy, but they're still still managing his innings. He's only thrown seven innings this year, so obviously, obviously, that's only seven innings. Make of it wow. as you will. But uh, I talked to I talked to a scout about him the other day because I knew you wanted some info on him, and I can't make I can't draw too big a conclusions from seven innings. Right. So it's like, Hey, what, what have you guys seen, you know, from bullpens and stuff like that? Um, 
they said the spe- the stuff is special, and in those seven innings, he's wrapped up thirteen strikeouts. So oh, yeah. that's good. Two yeah. two Ks an inning, basically. Um, if you don't want to, you know, get into fractions. But the downside is in those seven innings, he's walked nine. Oh. So while the stuff is special and is good, obviously he's got to command it and work on the command. He's still young. Command could come. But that is that is the drawback with him right now, and command could part of it could be because he was hurt, and it's just you need innings, you need reps, and right. you can't improve your command by rehabbing. You got to throw. Yeah. Um, so once they really turn him loose and start getting him regular reps, maybe that's when the command starts to come, or maybe he's just a bullpen guy where command. Command's always important, but obviously if you're a bullpen guy, it's not as important. Come in, strike someone out, and and that was a good day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, absolutely. Uh, so what other players should we be looking for in the AZL that year that you're kind of excited about, that we should be excited about, that is? Yeah, well, I think a couple players that I've heard good things about are uh, a couple more international guys. Uh, Junior Perez and uh, Christian Heredia are both players that I heard were there were named as standouts to me and players that are uh, players that are putting us good showings. Um, Her- Heredia is an eighteen-year-old, which outfielder from Spain, which uh, is not something that happens every day, which is kind of exciting. <laughs> um, so I thought I thought that was cool anyway. Like baseball aside, I'm like okay, like I'm listening. Uh, he's hitting 264 this year, so it's, that doesn't necessarily jump off the page. Right. But I've, I've talked to a couple people about him, and it, everyone said that the the tools look really good. I think he can develop into you know average, average to plus hitter when all said and done. Uh, Junior Perez, 18 year old from the Dominican, hitting 272. I've heard good things about him. Uh, I've also heard uh, Brian Torres, a nice. 19- 18-year-old from Venezuela. Uh, he spent the past two years in the DSL, so he's been in the system for a little bit, and he's hitting he's hitting 440 this year in the AZL. Wow! Uh, obviously, yeah, 440 always jumps up out at the jumps out at you. Uh, makes a lot of contact. Not a not a high strikeout guy. Not a huge power guy, but puts the bat on the ball and you know makes things happen that way. You know, it's fun. Let's, let's go back to. Uh... Heredia, like, where do you get? Who's the scout in Spain? You know what I mean. (laughs) You know what I mean. It's like that's kind of that's wild. I love it. I I love that the game is expanding and that we have people that are, you know, that are scouting in Spain. Or maybe he was on a team in another country, but is from Spain. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, no, I don't. Um, And I should have found that out. Like, that's definitely intriguing because it's weird. Like, yeah, I was born in Madrid. then began his career in the DSL. So I'm, I'm not sure how that all happened or shook out, but it it is interesting. And like you said, it's cool. It's a sign. Cause even if he was born in Spain and then moved later, like the fact that he was interested in baseball being right. from Spain, like right. there was something, there was a seed planted there. So like, it's a good sign for the growth of the game for sure. Absolutely. Well, hey, is there anything else that we need to know? Anything else you want to uh, talk about before we go on, before we move out of here? Um, 
pipeline re-rank coming soon. We're uh, updating all the top 30 lists and the top 100, adding in the draft guys. Um, as you can see where Abrams ranks, obviously Padres fans are passionate about prospects, so they'll be interested in uh, in how the new list shakes out, and that'll be it. that should be out soon. So that's uh, well, something to keep an eye out for. Definitely. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and giving your time. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Awesome. Anytime, man. All right, bud. So that was my interview with William Bohr. Uh, I went up to Lake Elsinore and got a chance to talk to Luis Patino. Uh, it was really cool. I want to talk to him about the Futures game. Um, really good interview. Alex from The Storm uh, did the translating. Uh, it was a more of a longer interview, a little more in-depth, so uh, he had the translator there, and uh, Matt from The Storm sat in while uh, while we did the interview. Um, I, I kind of got a little overexcited with the uh, with the interview. Um, you know, just talking and thinking about the uh, the continue at the uh, the whole futures game experience with Mac and uh, Adrian, and then definitely how well Luis did. I was just pumped, and I kind of went fanboy. I went a little over exuberant, even more than I normally am. Um, I, <laughs> I I can't help myself. It's something I'm trying to work on, uh, being a little at least a little more professional. Um, but, but you, what you can't see is that he's smiling, that Alex is smiling, that it's a, it's a fun conversation uh, that we had with him. But I, I just was like watching that game, and I'm sure you guys can agree when you watch Patino, when you watch Mac pitch, when you watch Adrian pitch, but particularly you know Patino's um, performance was just like you I wanted to run through the TV I wanted to run through a wall and I couldn't help my excitement uh, with the with the interview so I hope you guys enjoy it it's pretty cool I also had a chance for a, for a moment I was going to talk to Aaron Lesher or Leisher. Uh, I'm going to talk to him next week and he dominated last night uh, you know he's what six innings pitches six innings pitched uh, four hits um just mixed well, you know, through strikes and pounded the zone and uh, had a really good mix, uh, mix of pitches with curveball and changeup and fastball, uh, keeping the um, the Modesto nuts uh, off balance. I uh, did really well, but I, could, well, I couldn't talk to him on game day, so I'm going to probably talk to him next week. It's going to be another long interview uh, with the lightning round, which I thought was pretty cool. I got some nice Michigan stuff mixed in there for next week. But you guys, uh, check out the interview with Luis. Um, it's super cool. And I had a minute uh, to talk to Xavier Edwards. It was a last-minute thing. He was out taking pictures with Matt for the uh, for the Cadejos uh, uniforms. And uh, he's like, hey, I want to talk to Xavier. I'm like, Sure, I don't got much put together, <laughs> so it's you know it's kind of an impromptu interview, um, but I got him to say a few things. He's a really cool kid. He's a lot lighter than uh, he was in spring training. I mean, how we were nervous, he was you know pretty nervous and reserved. But um, I think after the success he's had in Fort Wayne, that he his uh, you know, he's smiling when he's talking and he's relaxed and he's having a good time and he feels like he belongs. Well, hell yeah, he doesn't. He does belong. Um, so he was relaxed, but I just didn't have much to talk to him uh, about off the top of my head. Uh, you know me, I need to have absolute prep for me to 
have any kind of successful interview. Uh, anyways, you guys enjoyed that. And uh, Roy will be back next week. And ironically enough, last night, uh, Roy was in uh, Fort Wayne with Angela. And they went on the broadcast. For those of you that may have caught the Tin Caps uh, the Tin Caps broadcast, uh, he was on with John Nolan. Uh, I was taking pictures, but uh, Liddy was listening. And uh, I called him during the, uh, during the broadcast just to make sure his phone was off. Uh, that's kind of a little inside thing with people who speak uh, in public or that are on broadcast. You make sure their phone's off by giving them a phone call. Um, that was pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm bummed I didn't get a chance to listen to it, uh, but he was on there with John, and they talked about the podcast, and uh, they talk about, talked about, I think, the how, um, you know, just being Padre fans and the excitement that they have with, uh, with the fans, uh, with the players that we have. And it's coming. You know, we see Mac and Double A, uh, Adrian and, and Michelle are doing excellent. I mean, Michelle is just dominating uh, in the bullpen feature. Uh, both those guys, once again, are still pitching on four days rest. So they're still kind of in a starter mentality. And I think that's what they're going to continue to do. But I mean, Adrian's last start was just, was just, just dominating, you know, just dominating. And I would be. I, I, I'm not sure why they don't extend those guys out a little bit. Maybe have them throw, you know, 50, 60 pitches uh, and maybe go a third inning, maybe even into a, a deeper kind of starter, uh, like the beginner role. What's the um, opener, the kind of an opener role where he's going to pitch three or four innings, uh, both those guys. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll be back next week and we'll have a full episode of uh, affiliate rundowns and news and whatnot. And then I'll probably have the Aaron Lesher interview up. But until then, yes, enjoy this Luis Patino and Xavier Edwards interview. We're here with Xavier Edwards. Uh, Xavier, you were drafted as a shortstop or, and uh, you've been primarily playing second base. Uh, How has that transition been? Uh, it's been good so far. I mean, yeah, second is I played second before, so it's not anything I haven't done before. Uh, no. Yeah, I think it's I feel like the transition is going pretty smoothly. Nice. At the beginning of the season, you uh, you home exclusively singles, and then as the season progressed, you seemed to find your power stroke, hitting a lot more doubles and gap shots. Uh, what were the th- changes there? Um, you know, I kind of started getting some better pitches and putting good swings on on good pitches to hit. You know, I kind of got some hitters counts and. Take advantage of the situation. So, uh, in Lake Elsinore, like when we talked in spring training, it was, uh, <laughs> it was your first spring training. Uh, you know, we were new, you were new, and you come on into, into Fort Wayne and just start tearing it up. Uh, how has it been this season for you? Are you starting to feel comfortable as a pro ball player now, having half a season then and going into your almost full first full season here? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely cool. You just kind of get it get a taste of what really pro ball is like on like it last year was a small taste because it was half a season but yeah. this year uh, you know being healthy for the most part of the season and yeah. you know playing a bunch of games in a row and just being out here almost every day for my first season is definitely it's cool nice well so how's been that transition so far it's been what seven games you've been here how's that transition been from low A to high A here in, uh, in the Cali League um, it's a little different yeah, I feel like every league is a little different from yeah, I mean, it's definitely a great league. Um, a lot of good players here. Uh, nice ballparks. Definitely different weather. You know, it's kind of dry heat. <laughs> dry heat out here than opposed to the Midwest, but definitely good. Yeah. So, uh, have you, have you, 
you know, just in the quick sample size, have you seen or have you noticed a particular way that the pitchers are starting to uh, attack you here in the Cali League? Um, yeah, it's slightly different, but, you know, it's still, they're learning to me just like how I'm adjusting to them, so. Definitely. Yeah, they throw a lot more strikes here. Yeah, they do. Excellent. So, um, you know, it's just it's just really good to see you, man. I, I, uh, I, we followed your career once you got drafted. You know, we talked to you in spring training. And just this year in Fort Wayne, uh, dude, you've been, like, the Padre fans, we know. We are excited about you. And we are so stoked to have you here in Lake Elsinore. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I saw you for, I saw the home run. And uh, I asked, the, I think Dylan said, I'm like, did he know he hit it when he hit it? Because right when I saw you hit it, I'm like, he hit it. How was that first home run? It was cool. Definitely a cool experience to finally get the first one out of the way and just enjoy that time with my teammates. No, I didn't know off the bat that I hit it. Yeah. I mean, I hit it and I kind of got out the box pretty good. And I would just have hits off the wall and I'm going to be at least on second. And uh, yeah, it went over the wall before I got the first. And it was, uh, I was kind of just you know, trying to just make it around the bases and not show too much emotion. But uh, yeah, it was definitely cool getting dug out and getting a sign to you from my teammates. Yeah. That was a good time. <laughs> Well, you know, and then just going to your first hit here, um, I saw, you know, it was a chopper to first base, and then, you know, the, the camera angles in a high A aren't, is that professional quality, but you, you see him put it on first base, and then, like, just flash, and you're like, oh, shit, that was Xavier. How was that first hit? That was good. Definitely good to get that one out the way uh, in the first game. Uh, yeah, it was definitely good. That was pretty cool. All right, I really, really appreciate you taking the time. We'll talk a little bit later on. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, first, Luis, congratulations on the selection of the Futures game. It was the goal's years to make the roster. Uh, how does it feel? Oh, bueno, creo que primero que todo fue como tú lo dijiste, una meta que me propuso a comienzo de año. Verdad, me sentí emocionado en el momento que me enteré que iba a representar al equipo y a mi país allá. Fue algo que me puso muy contento porque trabajé mucho en todo el año para eso y gracias a Dios lo pude lograr. Uh, first of all, it was a goal that he had set up for himself since the beginning of the year and that he worked hard and he was beyond excited when he found out. And to be able to represent the team on such a big stage and his country, uh, it was something that he enjoyed and he really worked hard and did his strut out there. So I saw a picture of you with your, with your family. That was your parents? Yeah. Uh, was that the first time that they saw you play here no, in America? Bueno, ellos estuvieron aquí antes del juego de Futura Estrella. Estuvieron aquí una semana antes. Estuvieron aquí como dos salidas que en las que lancé. Pero fue exactamente en ese tiempo. Fue la primera vez que me vieron lanzar como profesional. Y en Cleveland también lo hicieron. También fue como la tercera vez. Pero la verdad me sentí bien. <laughs> So uh, before going to Cleveland, they had come out here and they had seen him in his two previous starts. Uh, but that was the very first time that they had seen him in a professional setting since he had been drafted. And then after that, going to Cleveland was the third time that they saw him pitch. And that was in a bigger stage. Okay, and I saw him with the Team Patino shirts. Uh, do you have one in extra large, maybe? It's true, so you know, it was a surprise that my mother I didn't know about the shirts. It was something that impressed me when I saw them. They sent me photos. My mother, well, my mother had it here, but my 
sabiendo que solo tenía a mis papás acá, pero todas esas personas que son importantes en mi vida estaban allá también apoyándome. Así sea a través de un televisor, fue algo que me, la me puso muy contento y hasta me sacó lágrimas. And so it was something that just let you know his sister and his mom put together. He didn't know that, well, that they had it. He knew that his mom had it because he, she was wearing it out here. Uh, but to see his sister, his sister's boyfriend, his girlfriend, their, his, her side of the family, everyone over there was wearing them. They were all supporting him from far away. It even brought him to tears. And to see that they were just watching him through a small TV, but the support was felt from miles away. It was felt from throughout the world, I tell you. So let's get to the game. Uh, first, first of all, there were a lot of players there and a lot of former players there. Was there anyone in particular you were excited to meet or happy to meet? No, de verdad fue algo impresionante estar compartiendo eh, un clubhouse con tan grandes jugadores como lo tuvieron ahí, tanto como la nacional como la americana. Pues en la nacional conocí a muchos compañeros, claro, estamos compartiendo clubhouse, muchos muchos jugadores que de verdad son grandes jugadores como lo es Cito Sánchez, que son de otro equipo, Pache, como otros americanos, como Amaya, son jugadores que me sentí muy como que orgulloso de mí mismo poder estar ahí, compartir con todos esos grandes jugadores y disfrutar con ellos esa gran experiencia que todos queremos vivir. It was just a great experience to get to meet such great players and it was outstanding for him to be able to share the clubhouse with them, um, be able to learn from them and both in the National and American League, um, especially the people that he met through the National League because they were in the clubhouse, you know, um, bonding with each other. But it was just nice to be able to share with the players that he just named that experience that we all look forward to, yeah. um, to be able to experience in life. So did you know you were going to pitch? Did you know you were going to pitch later in the game or? Yo me recuerdo que ellos me dicen que yo solo iba a lanzar el último out. Pero como todos vieron fue el lanzador anterior a mí se tuvo en problemas y me dijeron que me preparara. Faltando un strike cuando le dan el último hit a él, me dicen que me veo que el manager sale y me dice prepárate, tira tres bolas que vas para el juego. Fue algo que más que tome no de, de adrenalina porque de pasar de tirar solo el último out pasé a lanzar un in y dos tercios que gracias a Dios pude hacerlo de la mejor forma y más que todo fue disfrutarlo y demostrar de qué estaba hecho. So they had told him that he was only going to pitch the last out of the game and as you, if anyone that watched the game they saw that the pitcher right before him kind of you know ended up having some troubles. Uh, so the coach came up to him and he was like, you're going out there next, uh, just you know, warm up with three pitches and you're up. And to be able to you know, pitch an inning and two thirds uh, for him, that gave him so much adrenaline and to that was his chance to show them what he was made of and that's what he went out to do. Okay, so you come out of the bullpen, all the way from the bullpen to the mound, what was going through your mind as you, as you walked out to the, uh, to the mound, you jogged out to the mound? Como se lo he dicho a otra persona ya que me ha hecho entrevistas como colombiana, como en, después del juego, más que todo lo que más se me pasó por la cabeza fue que Dios me, me hablaba diciéndome que era mi momento de brillar, que era el momento en el que me daba la oportunidad de, de demostrar al mundo de qué estaba hecho, de las bendiciones que ha derramado sobre mí para poder estar en ese momento ahí. O sea, más que todo cuando iba corriendo hacia el montículo, Nada más pensaba en disfrutar y, y, y dar lo mejor de mí y darle gracias a Dios por darme esa oportunidad de jugar ese maravilloso gol. He said that running towards the mound uh, 
what he's always told people in other interviews is that it's that God always talks to him and he's always telling him like you know show them what I have blessed you with what the talents that I have showered you with and um, that's exactly what he goes out and does every single time and you know he just kept that in mind and he talks to him and he thanks him for that opportunity and just to show the world that his blessings come through through his pitches okay you come on with runners on the corners, and up comes the bat fellow Colombian, Ronaldo Hernandez. <laughs> Tell me about that at bat with Ronaldo. No, de verdad fue algo impresionante, de verdad venir al montículo y ver que el primer bateador que me enfrentara mi compatriota, un gran jugador que tenía mucha comunicación. Eh, de verdad, antes del juego me hacen una entrevista y me preguntan quién era el jugador que me quería enfrentar. El, el jugador que más anhelaba como enfrentar, yo respondí sin duda que era mi compatriota, porque el año pasado estuvimos jugando la misma liga, pero no tuvimos la oportunidad de, las, eh, de enfrentarnos, porque el día que yo jugué contra ellos, él ese día tenía día libre, entonces era como para mí un challenge, un reto poderlo enfrentar a él y, y sacarlo de ao pero qué te puedo decir, la verdad que me lo gocé cada lanzamiento, porque quería demostrarle al mundo y demostrar más que todo que todo el mundo se diera cuenta que Colombia no solo es soccer, que habíamos dos colombianos en ese momento demostrando que nuestro país también tiene esa chispa de béisbol, que así sea él ganar o, o yo ganara, estábamos demostrando que Colombia iba a ser o el héroe dando el hit para ganar o el héroe para sacar el línea y irse a extraer. He could not really believe it. And actually, someone asked him before the game in an interview who he wanted to, um, you know, pitch against, and he said um, against him, my comrade, because um, he had they had played in leagues together. Uh, they are constantly communicating with each other, um, but they had never been able to face each other because either every time that they would face each other's team, one or the other would have the day off. Uh, so he didn't have the chance to face him but this time to see him come up he was really just joyful and enjoying every single pitch that he threw at him uh, and that he wanted to show the world that Colombia was present in the game that they're not just a soccer country they're a baseball country as well and they wanted to be the heroes of the game whether it would be um, his comrade you know hitting the home run or him getting the for them to show that Colombia's presence was well in the That's great. It would have been okay. It, it wouldn't have been okay. It would have been fine if a Colombian hit a home run, but no one else, right? No that would have been. <laughs> no. But that didn't happen. You caved him on a nasty slider. Um, so going into the dugout, did, did, did they tell you that you were going to pitch the next inning, or how did that go in the dugout? De verdad, de verdad, no sabía que había un iniestra. Eh, fue algo que me dijeron cuando llegué al, al, al dugout. Me dicen como que tienes que salir ahora al octavo que hay un mini más. Y como tú eres abridor, tú tienes la habilidad de poder salir atrás. Digo, no, no, por mí no hay problema. Me dicen, va a ser como normalmente lo en la liga, iniestra, un gran segunda. Solo queremos que haga un buen trabajo y que... Eh, hagas las cosas como siempre lo viniste haciendo en el año pasado eh, disfruta de tu momento así ganemos o perdamos demuestra lo bueno que eres y lo que más me enorgullo fue cuando Denis Martínez me dice que, que las cosas eran buenas que él veía algo en mí que solo disfrutar el juego que demostrar de que estoy hecho de que disfrutar el momento y de que si las cosas salían bien era porque Dios quería que fuera así. 
that he didn't know that there was going to be an extra inning. He thought, okay, like we're done, you know, that's it. But then they told him that there was going to be an extra inning, and they explained to him it was just going to be like, you know, California rule, like men on second. Um, and he was, they told him that since he's the starter, that he could go for an extra couple of innings if, if it so it had to be. Uh, so he just went out there and did his job, and Danny Martinez uh, told him, you know, that he was doing a great job to just to continue doing that and to show again what he came here for whether things went well or not uh, he had already done his job and um, that's what they both believe in because if things were going to go well it was because God wanted it to be that way yeah. and, and that's exactly what he did he went out there and finished his job well and then El Presidente comes out and he just says like, what did he say he's like have fun Enjoy yourself. Eh, me recuerdo que lo, lo primero que me dijo fue como que me gusta como que lo que estoy, lo que estoy viendo me gusta, pero después lo que me dice como que el bateador que venía era uno de los mejores bateadores de Liga Menores, me dice que no, no tuviera miedo, que hiciera lo mismo que venía haciendo con otros bateadores, que lo atacara, que así como él era bueno, tú también lo él era, que, que, que fuera a, a pelear, que fuera a, a ganar la batalla, que no me le tuviera miedo, sino que demostrar que como él es bueno, yo también lo era, yo también lo soy. Entonces, más que todo fue me dijo, disfrútalo, atácalo y demuéstrale que tú eres mejor que él. So he, that conversation was just all about him telling him that he was liking what he was seeing in him, but to just let him know that the next batter that was coming up uh, was one of the best batters in minor league baseball and um, that not to you know be outshined by him not to worry about it just to keep on doing what he was doing and um, to fight and go to battle and try to win it and uh, to continue just like he had gotten the other two out not to let this intimidate that next pitch you were intimidated you were throwing 98, 97, and that slider was devastating. I was screaming at the te out the television, like, yeah! Just I was, me and my wife were watching the game, and my 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 wife standing there like, I'm like, that's my guy, that's my guy. Um, you know, and you struck out Joe Adele, one of the top, you know, one of the top minor league players. Um, at the end of the game, you and Ronald, Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo came out with with the that was him, right, with the Colombian flag. Yeah. How awesome was that moment for you guys to come together and show, you know, the Colombians there in, in America that you guys were there to represent? La verdad, fue un momento en el que cuando nos estábamos salvando todos, cuando el juego terminó, Ronald me dice, vamos a tomarnos una foto. Yo le dije, sí, papá, yo traje una bandera para tomarnos los dos para que todo el mundo vea de dónde somos, que no solo la banderita pequeñita que ve en la camisa, sino de mostrar una bandera grande, de demostrar de dónde venimos, de que nuestro país... Como te lo dijo ahorita, también puede ser un país de béisbol y que al pasar de los años se está volviendo más fuerte el béisbol, como lo están haciendo los jugadores hoy en día en Grandes Ligas, como Quintana, Uruchel y como nosotros, como Ronald y yo acá en Liga Menores y muchos jugadores más. Nosotros queremos demostrarle al mundo de que no solo es soccer en nuestro país, que nosotros también estamos trabajando para hacer que nuestro país también sea una potencia en béisbol. Y de verdad que eso fue algo lindo, tomarnos la foto los dos con esa bandera y dar una gran, un gran espectáculo eh, representando a nuestro país y cada uno representando a nuestras instituciones como los padres y el Paratán. Uh, 
that you know at the end of the game they came together you know they handshake and um that he was like oh i have let's go ahead and take a picture and he said oh i have a i brought a flag with me like let's bring it out you know and like and let's put it in a picture because they wanted really like the flag to be a huge symbol for them and that they both home band uh, players have given them their all and a spectacular show not just a small flag that they had on their uniforms but they really wanted the flag to stand out and uh, to show again the league and just everybody that even though this has been a country of baseball just for a couple of years they're a huge potential player in this league in this industry of producing great players yeah. just like the ones that he just mentioned and all the other minor league players that are on here and um, that they, he also wanted to showcase and represent both his comrade the Tampa Bay and him for the Padres that uh, Colombia is well represented all around. Absolutely, and it's kind of. I really liked how they had the American League and the National League, and the the world against the U.S. is kind of like keeps keeps the players separate. I think having it back to American League and National League is more representative of a true clubhouse with with players of different nationalities and languages playing together. What was your like? Two more questions. What was your most proudest moment, uh, and and through this whole experience and achievement? Louise, uh, your parents must have just been so incredibly proud. I, I know as someone that's followed your career uh, just about as long as Emily has. <laughs> I uh, it, it just about brought a tear to my eye watching you succeed in that game and, and just how proud I was as a fan uh, watching you succeed in such a grand stage. It's the biggest stage in minor league baseball right now. Um, what was your most proudest moment there? Ah, verdad, para mí, todos los momentos fueron de verdad lindos, de verdad, momentos que voy a recordar para toda mi vida, como lo fue antes del juego, y poder también la oportunidad de conocer a grandes cantantes latinos en el juego de celebridades, conocer jugadores como Brian Howard, que estuvieron en la Grandes Ligas, también en el momento del juego, poder jugar con grandes jugadores, que en el futuro van a ser Grandes Ligas, que diré, oh, cuando estaba pequeño jugué con ellos en un mismo equipo, Son todos esos momentos que vivían allá fueron maravillosos y lindos para mí, como también ver personas que te están apoyando como estaba en el momento mi familia, eh, había la familia de otros compañeros también que me decían que estaban orgullosos de mí, también estuve ahí con personas que me entrevistaron a mí el año pasado, que era Emily Waldon, que ella me decía que estaba orgullosa de mí, de cómo había visto mi crecimiento eh, desde que estaba en Fort Wayne a cómo estoy ahora. Entonces, más que todo, poder estar ahí en ese momento y más que todo disfrutarlo y hacer lo que más me gusta, que es jugar béisbol. Verdad, para mí todos los momentos fueron hermosos, como todas esas personas, como también en mi celular. Llegaban mensajes, más de, si me entiendes, más de 5.000 mensajes, todo el mundo creyéndome que estaba orgulloso de mí, mi familia, mis amigos, eh, los fanáticos de los padres, fanáticos hasta de otros equipos que decían que como mi carrera ha evolucionado eh, a poco a poco para para bien entonces esos fueron momentos que para mí fueron impresionantes y que nunca voy a olvidar mucho so lots of amazing things that he will always cherish and uh, memories that will definitely last a lifetime uh, from you know the start from being the, his family being there and supporting him and for him to have been able to get that chance of playing in that big of a stage uh, to 
more than like 5,000 messages on Instagram and on his phone blowing up of people telling him how proud they are of him and how happy they were and people from other teams from our fans base, you know, yeah. Padres fan base, Storm fan base, everyone just on and for him to also be able to meet a lot of um, celebrities at the celebrity softball game, um, which he loved because he met some of the Latin celebrities that played and even Ryan Howard, which you know he grew up watching yeah. and we all know what a big all-star he is as well and, and what he played in his life um, to people like Emily that told him you know how much she was proud of him and how much she loved all of the progress that he has made from four Wayne till now it, it was just a mixture of emotions and to finally be able to be there blessed by the power of God and um, to be able to do what he loves most and just go out there and have fun it was an experience like no other and it's just gonna last a lifetime for him well you are definitely on the radar man you are <laughs> the MLB network could not stop talking about you and you know and us the fan base are the, we're just we're waiting for you this is just another box you've checked off in your in your career another goal you've gone to Petco Park twice the third time will be your major league debut uh, but first, you'll be joining, I think, you'll be joining uh, Mac here, maybe at the end of the season, up in Amarillo. And uh, and thank you very much, man. We really appreciate you taking the time, and congratulations. And uh, we can't be excited enough for you, Luis. No, no, no hay problema. La gracia a ti, verdad, por, por el apoyo y por todo este tiempo que he estado aquí en, en este en esta liga, en este equipo, el, el, el soporte que él me ha dado es algo que también a ti te llena, como la gente hable bien de ti, de que esté orgulloso de tu progreso, es algo que siempre te va a motivar a ti para mejorar, entonces, verdad me siento orgulloso de, de estar aquí, de jugar para este equipo, eh, poder hacer lo mejor que es esto, jugar béisbol, siempre doy lo mejor de mí cuando salgo, bueno, esperemos que, ajá, que en la tercera vez caiga el peco, sea el, el debut de verdad, Espero que Dios me dé esa oportunidad y que los padres tomen la decisión de cuando ya vaya. Puede ser la tercera vez en debutar. Y bueno, vamos a ver si Dios todo lo pide, todo lo pone y lo lleva a su tiempo. Pueda ir amarillo, eso más que todo, Dios eh, tiene su, su. Todo su tiempo es perfecto, Él sabe cuándo hacer las cosas, si llevarme a doble a este año o el próximo año. Más que todo, yo solo me preocupo en trabajar, en mejorar y dar lo mejor de mí para que las cosas salgan bien. He really thanks you for the support because people like you and everyone here that always sends him support and blessings and just good vibes fills him up for the next um, you know, start and game. That it, and hopefully the third time is the charm when he goes to Petco Park. But he is, I, you know, I think his religious beliefs ha is very strong through all of his interviews. Uh, he believes that there's nothing better than um, God's timing and mm -hmm. God has the right perfect timing for him so whether it's right now or whether it's next season that he'll be up in Amarillo then um, he's just going to give it his best again like just how he has in every stage of his life and every single start and he's just looking forward to the next chapter of his life and he thanks everybody here and all that support and he's just going to keep on giving it his all and giving all the blessings that he has received. All right, well I thank you very much I really appreciate it.